Okay, I want to focus for 20 minutes or so just on leadership because if each time we meet together we can focus on a different aspect of leaders, leadership, I believe that we're going to grow quickly. And the aim is to help us all to be really reflective as leaders and to think carefully about how the people we lead experience us. I also really believe that the world needs distinctively Christian leaders. You know, we've all known good leaders, we've all known bad leaders. We've all had uh, good teachers and bad teachers, good bosses and bad bosses. But there's something about somebody who is a leader and leads out of their Christian faith and out of the heart, which is in a category all of its own. And I believe that's the kind of leadership we're called to exercise. So we could look at all kinds of strategies and techniques, and some of those are valuable, um, but none of them are, are as valuable as getting our hearts straight yeah. for the task that God has called us to. So we want to be people who lead out of who we are and out of our connectedness to Jesus. Yeah. It's also important to be aware of what's going on in our heart, not just on a kind of fundamental level, but also in the season that we're in. Because depending on what's going on in you at the moment, it's going to have a massive impact on the people that you meet. So one of the most important things that we can do is to develop a habit of self-awareness. To be able to intentionally look at our own hearts, what's going on in me right now. How, how am I feeling as a person? How am I feeling about my leadership role? What are the kind of role plays that go on in my mind when I think about my work and about the people I work with? Um, where am I feeling like I'm, I'm succeeding? Where am I feeling like I'm failing? Where do I feel paranoid? Where do I worry about what people think about me? Where am I worried that it's going to go wrong? Where do I feel... Uh, insecure, but also where do I, where am I excited about what I'm seeing God doing and where do I feel full of faith actually asking those big questions of ourselves is so important so self-awareness is your best friend because when we see what's going on we can find positive ways to process it with the Lord and with helpful prayerful friends and if we are going to be the best leaders we can be, we have to be intentional about asking those hard questions as a matter of habit. So, uh, some of the printing didn't come out very well. Above attending to the heart, if you've got a missing bit in your handout, it's supposed to say authentic Christian leadership flows out of the heart. And so we're going to do a really simple exercise. Who, who's done a blob tree before? I love a blob tree. Loads of people. About half of you. Okay, Bob's well, is quite helpful. I did one uh, at the Sweeper Conference just a couple of uh, weeks ago. Um, I've also done, had a number of these, different kind of ones, through my training as a Baptist minister. They're just a really simple and quite fun way of trying to work out where am I right now. So this is not necessarily like in your whole life, but right now in, in my leadership. And when I think of how I feel as a leader... And in my workplace, or in my mission community, wherever applies to me, which of these little blobs speaks to me about where I am right now? So I'm going to let you just take a couple of minutes just to have a look over that.
might see a couple of uh, those little people that are facing something that you faced in the past. Oh goodness, I remember when I was out on a limb on my own. I remember when I, that feeling of falling, or I remember that feeling of working in good team and being at the top of my game. We're in different places at different times. And the important thing is, where am I right now? And what do I need to do? Who do I need to talk to? Okay. I want to talk about, uh, to, just to move on to page number four. There's going to be an opportunity to pray about some of these things in a minute. Um, it's just one simple way of looking at our motivation for leadership that I wanted to bring. This is something that's really helped me to understand what's going on in me at different times. And I just wanted to bring it, this is by James Lawrence from his book, uh, Growing Leaders, which I really recommend. Um, and it starts with the cycle of grief. And see if you um, identify with this. So it, cycle of grief starts with achievement or activity. We achieve to provide ourselves with an identity. We've heard people say, you know, uh, we are what we do. And sometimes we feel like we are what we do. And it's, this is when our self-esteem hinges on our performance. And we try through activity to create an identity. Our sense of significance is dependent on what we achieve, so we push on. And it can end up in a real drivenness. We're driven to achieve more, to make ourselves more acceptable to others, and, and usually mainly to ourselves. We feel good when we've done well. But that acceptance of ourselves and how we perceive others accept us, it's temporary and it's fragile. So we go around the cycle once again. I, it sounds exhausting, doesn't it? And I, and I believe that all of us do this from time to time maybe some seasons more than others, but I think we can all fall into this exhausting cycle of trying to achieve in order to <coughs> develop our identity and driving on to try and get that sense that we're doing well. We want people to think well of us, so we perform. Thankfully, there is another way. So, the dynamic cycle of grace. This is what it's called in the book, it's not my words. <laughs> it starts from a completely different place. It starts from that place of acceptance. Authentic Christian leadership begins with total acceptance, unconditional grace. And there's a wonderful verse that comes along with this. Ephesians 2 verse 7. For all eternity we will stand as a living testimony to the incredible riches of his grace and kindness that he freely gives to us uniting us with Jesus the Anointed. This is from, that's from the voice translation, which I really like. I love the idea of considering ourselves as walking, living testimonies of the incredible riches of his grace and kindness. That's, we are completely and totally accepted. Not because of our performance, but because of his kindness. Accepted, not rejected, Brought near, in covenant, forever, just as we are, warts and all. That's the baseline of Christian leadership. And I believe that if 
Every leader in the world started there and was secure in who they are as a person. We would see some much better leadership in the world, I believe. And from that place, we can move on to achievement and to do our activity out of that place of acceptance. So this is more, we, we seek to achieve not because we're trying to create an identity, but we seek to achieve out of loving, obedient ministry to God. Another beautiful verse from Ephesians, Ephesians 10. For we are the product of his hand, heaven's poetry etched on our lives, on lives, created in the anointed Jesus to accomplish the good works that he arranged long ago. Love that too. We can see another translation of we are God's masterpiece. And I remember Fraser once saying, we are God's pièce de résistance. Yeah. We achieve because he has arranged opportunities for us to bless others. It's not because we're awesome, even though we are. It's not just because we're amazing we make stuff happen. He has lined up opportunities for us to bless others and to, to add value to the people that we lead. It's there because he's arranged it. And I love this language of writing poetry. The Lord has written his poetry on your life. And then he gives us the task of writing heaven's, heaven's view, heaven's picture, heaven's poetry, heaven's way of seeing people on other people's lives. And allowing heaven's view and heaven's heart, heaven's story for people to begin to emerge in other people. And that's what we're called to. And as the Lord gets to work in us, we then find that we have an incredible identity, a sense of significance. Ephesians 2 verse 6. He raised us up with him and seated us in the heavenly realms with our beloved Jesus, the anointed, the liberating king. Our sense of significance grows as we understand who we are in Christ. So we're not trying to draw our significance from our, the people that we lead or our position or our uh, place within the company or our upward mobile career. Our sense of significance comes because we're seated with Christ. And he has declared that we are deeply significant. So our settled sense of significance, not arrogance, but significance, will help us to avoid competition and to keep us investing in people even when they challenge us. Because we don't need people's goodwill and approval in order to legitimize our leadership. Does that make sense? Okay. But we all need sustenance. We need to be able to draw on heaven's resources and continually renew ourselves in God. The best leaders in the world always have to return to the Lord for replenishing and refreshing. Lovely. Another verse coming back to verse 7. For all eternity we stand as a living testimony to the incredible riches of his grace and kindness that he freely gives us always by uniting us with Jesus the anointed. There is nothing between you and Jesus and all the resources that you need are in him and he will freely give us everything we need 
in the moment and when we shut ourselves away with him and say, God, we need more. We need God, God's help continually. No, none of us can lead people effectively without learning to replenish ourselves and get healed from the knocks along the way. None of us. None of us are superheroes. Do we understand that? None of us have got all the resources within ourselves. If we're going to be authentic Christian leaders, we live out of his resources. We live out of that connectedness. And when we get knocked and when we, get, when we go through failure and when we, we press people's buttons and they come back and bite us and when we have people in our groups that we don't like, we absolutely need to keep coming back to Jesus to learn what to do with that and to use his resources to be coming with his grace because you don't have enough grace of your own do you understand none of us do courageous people have fears that cowards would never understand courageous people have as many fears as anybody else but they've learned how to deal with them and to find God's grace do you ever doubt yourself do you ever imagine things going spectacularly wrong? You're not alone. As leaders, we take responsibility. And that's a, that's a significant thing. We have to hold our nerve one second longer than everybody else when things are going wrong. It's keeping an eye on the goal and it's caring for people when everyone else is falling apart or just thinking of themselves. That's what we're called to as leaders. And it hurts. Leadership does hurt sometimes. But Christian leaders should be the strongest and most gracious leaders in the world. Why? Because God in his kindness has promised to freely give us all we need and to stand united with us in good times and bad, in triumph and in crisis. So we need to learn to come to him by everything and to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. To continually re-emerge with joy and vision and kindness. If you can hold your kindness when you're struggling, then I think you're, you're exceptional as leaders. Because that's normally the first thing that goes when you feel rocked. It's just that desire to be kind to the person that is being difficult. So, I just want to encourage you. Stay as much as you can on this dynamic cycle of grace because when you go around it just lands back into that place of acceptance it doesn't matter whether you succeed or fail it doesn't matter whether you've done really well or whether you've got it wrong you come back to the place of acceptance and everything is set back to square one and you can go again and that way you can maintain longevity in your leadership so I just want to pause just for a few minutes for reflection and prayer And the questions that I want to give to you, just so that you can take something away tonight, you can start doing some of this work. You're, never, you're not going to get through all tonight, but I want to set you off on a journey, really. So the questions are, which of these cycles is most familiar to me? Do I find myself on the cycle of grief far too much? Or am I learning to live in this cycle of grace, drawing deeply from Jesus? And also thinking about the blob tree. Where would I like to see change? Where do I need to see a change in my circumstances and in my leadership? So just have a think for a minute or so.
a minute or two, just about what's important for you. And then maybe in twos, just pray for one another for a few minutes.